You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. Welcome to this episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Biz Podcast, the podcast of the pet dog industry that keeps it real, that keeps it raw, and keeps it uncensored as always. All right, guys, super excited here. I am so incredibly honored to be sitting down with today's incredible guest, Desh from the amazing Chase and Poppy. Desh is the leading influencer on pet-centric events and has been building a pet fan, been building pet-friendly and dog mom-focused events since 2015. And she is also the founder of the Miss Dog Mom pageant, which is going to be kicking off next week. And you've been probably tagged in her freaking amazing hashtag dog mom challenge that she created with the music video on Instagram. I'll also even link the video or actually I'll link the video in here. And I will also link the Spotify music video too as well. And there's something cool because I was doing my back end research around the Miss Dog Mom a couple a couple times this week. And what I love about it, what Desh says, it's more than a beauty contest. It's a competition based on advocacy, communication, and presentation to select the best spokesperson for the dog community. I think that's fucking amazing, Desh. And what I also love about Desh and Chase and Poppy is their mission is to empower dog moms to successfully educate and advocate for animal uh, causes dear to them. So Dash, officially welcome. I'm so excited Hi. to be talking to you today. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's early over here on the East Coast. Well, it's not really early, but you have three, you have a three pack of dogs. So they probably have you up early, don't they? <laughs> they have me up real early. No other way to start the day, but early. Yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here on behalf of the listeners and grassroots. I know you have a lot on your plate going on right now. So it, I'm really honored to be here and you taking the time to talk to little me and to our, our listeners. So it's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Dash. So something I like to do with all my guests, so my listeners can learn a little bit more about you is a little bit of some bullet points. And yeah. So how long, Dash, have you been in the business of dogs? I've been in the business going on six years, but I started in 2015. So yeah, five and a half, close to five and a half Nice. Years. Welcome. <laughs> You're at that like point, that little pivotal hump right yeah. now five years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we chatted before, but where are you located? 
I am from Long Island. I love everything about Long Island. So I'm a Long Island girl. Yes. Nice. Nice. I love the New York, New Jersey area. It's my favorite area. Now, Dash, this is a question that I would love to ask people. What is your superpower? Um, my superpower would have to be my creativity because I think that is what will make Chase and Poppy such a well-known brand in the future. I think that's what I bring to all my events is my level of creativity, thinking outside the box and doing something that I think people are not expecting, especially the dog community. Nice. It's really interesting because like 2020 has been the year of like creativity and pivoting. I keep talking Mm -hmm. about that. (laughs) Yep. So what's the last thing you've accomplished that made you like so proud? I would say it's currently planning the Miss Dog Mom and doing a virtual show on Facebook Live. It's not the, it's, it's a current thing. It's not the last thing, but right now I'm so proud of the fact that I'm doing this show virtually. In my head, it was such a simple process. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm realizing, oh no, oh no, honey, it's a lot more work than doing an actual physical a pageant there's so much that you have to make sure goes smoothly virtually than than when you would have a, like a, a physical pageant so uh i think putting together a pageant right now virtually and premiering it on facebook live as an actual show for people to watch and enjoy i'm really proud of that yeah i could only imagine like I would be freaking stressing like out like so crazy. Be like, oh my god, what if their mic doesn't work? What if their oh, camera doesn't work? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I'm stressing. <laughs> I'm stressing, but I have so much faith in my team. But I'm I'm stressing out. I mean, you have to think about the videographer and make sure that they get the right angles. You have to think about the girls and their lighting. Have, there's so many different factors that that play into just making sure that the show is such an enjoyable moment for not only the contestants but also for the audience watching. Nice. Oh my God. I would be, I don't know. I'm always freaking out when it comes to like technology and other people. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Even my CEO, I'm like, we're filming a video this week and I'm like, I'm just going to go three hours to you to make sure you're all set up with technology. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm going to say this. I'm, I am extremely happy that I have such great contestants that they're all trying their very best to make sure that their technology, their lighting, their mic, their video quality is superb so that the audience can have great, have a great experience. Awesome. I'm actually really excited to watch it next week. I really am. I have it on my calendar. Our whole team's going to watch it. <laughs> yay. Yay. Thank you. Of course. We want to support you. Uh, you. So super quick, what's your favorite quote? Um, I live by this quote, actually. It's comparison is the thief of joy. Ooh. So when I first started In 2015, I was trying to create these events that I saw everyone else was doing in the dog community, and it wasn't my style. And I just felt like the first two and a half years of Chasing Poppy, I was trying to emulate instead of trying to be original. And it kind of cost me so much time and money. And so I think in terms of not even... Well, when I say comparison, also, I also mean the fact that I was also comparing comparing how well their events were doing in comparison to how my my events were doing. And it was because I wasn't fully taking advantage of the creativity that I have. And so I was trying to emulate versus just being totally different from them. Mm, oh my God. 
<laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's like we see people setting the standard and it's like the whole like I used to say it's like, okay, if the wheel isn't broke, don't fix it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, you know, sometimes you need to change the motherfucking wheel too, especially yep. if you're starting to drive a Ferrari as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely awesome. right. Yeah. Yeah. In comparison, I mean, like I know because a lot of people that listen to this are dog trainers and dog walkers. And I feel like a lot of people try to draw inspiration from others. And like, you know, it happens to the best of us. And like you saw, it's like, no, once you start comparing yourself, you keep yourself in that like box versus kind of like really spreading your wings and flying. So I love the quote. I absolutely love that quote. So super quick. This is something, one of those things I like to ask. Uh, How did you start with Chase and and Poppy and creating like pet-centric events for dog moms? Well, when I first started, I would go to these dog events in 2000, around 2015 or 2014. I would go to these dog events and I just um, come back from China with my dog, Chase. And we would go to these events in the city. And I was like, um, wow, these dog events are really, ha- these dogs are really kid friendly or they have a kitty theme to, mm. to them. And it was just not my style. Like, where's cocktails? Where are the appetizers for the adults? And it was just like all all these events were just focused strictly on the dogs. And I was like, well, I'm sure there are other people like me who want to watch their dogs play, their dogs play, but also enjoy a cocktail and converse with other people in a really adult-like, sophisticated environment. And so that's how I started. I was just there was a there was a need for people to feel as though the party wasn't just only about their dog. The event wasn't only about their dog, but it was also catered to the owner and their pet. I think that's so incredible that like you actually focused on the other end of the leash, the two footed person, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times like in the industry, like people heavily, heavily focus on the dog and or the cat or whatever. And it's like we leave out that critical human element to it. And the fact that you saw that and we we're like, wait, 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 there's something we could do that's a little bit more bougie <laughs> and actually focused on the dog owner. I think that's incredible. So what were you doing in China? Did you live there? Did you work there? Or you I, just worked, up your dog? I worked. I worked in China for about five years as a ESL teacher, oh, and sure. then I came back. <laughs> came back <laughs> to New York. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. I thank miss, you. I miss traveled overseas. Oh, I love traveling. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty soon. It's like okay. Hopefully, one day soon. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. We can all mm-hmm. travel again. Yeah. So when you started to build out the brand, did you have any like crazy challenges or just like the regular challenges? I think in the beginning, just trying to find my 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 footing, or my, I would say my niche, because I, I I knew what I wanted to do as far as create these sophisticated dog events. But I think, like I said, I, I got caught up in so so much of the comparison part of it. Like, okay, no one else is doing it. Am I thinking too outside the box? Um, okay, their event went pretty well, and what about my event? Why is it not reaching so many people? And I think once you stop comparing yourself, you can really start to focus on building out your business. And so one of the challenges that I think I also faced was no one was renting (laughs) this type of spaces that I wanted. So that was really difficult because I'm saying I'm, I'm putting on these sophisticated events. And when I would go to these buildings, they were like, how many dogs, how many people? Oh no, that's not going to happen, honey. And I was like, (laughs) Oh 
okay, I don't want to have it at the dog park because that then goes against what I'm trying to create, the imagery, the, the aesthetic. They're like, well, maybe you should try, you know, go in this place. And every place that I would go to, it was like a no, a no, a no, a no, a no, no. So I think the challenge was finding a rental space that fit the brand and also finding that customer because that customer isn't easy to find. You know, you can, it's always, you can always find people that love their dogs and want to have, watch their dogs have fun because that's the norm. But finding the customer that was like, oh my gosh, like you're doing something for me too. It was a little hard to find because that niche wasn't created. There was no blueprint. There wasn't a, like a, a group of people I could go to and say, hey, is that you guys? Are, are you guys the type of people that I'm looking for as a customer? So I think finding my customer, that's what I'm trying to say. Finding my mm-hmm. customer was one of the challenges in the beginning. Did you find, this is something that I see in grassroots sees a lot of places that say they're pet friendly, it's more of like, it's pet tolerant. So like for somebody mm-hmm. like you, that's like, I want to do this incredible event and host these high end things. It's like, yeah, we're pet or quote unquote pet friendly versus we're actually pet tolerant. Um, well, I think, yes, I think you find that a lot in New York mm-hmm. and you also find that they are they are pet friendly. They are pet tolerant, like you, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and it's to a certain extent. Like they like five dogs is okay, and I'm like, well, that's not a party. <laughs> I'm like that's not. I need a little bit more than that. I need ten. I need I, well, not even ten. I I usually would be like, I need to have at least twenty to thirty dogs. And they're like twenty to thirty dogs where I'm like in this space, and they're like no. So I think finding that was hard, but also the fact that we do off-leash events. And that was the most scary thing to land landlords. They're like, wow. so the dogs are not on leash? And I'm like, no, because I want these dogs to have a great time and let them roam all around the space. <laughs> and that was like a no. So yeah, a lot of spaces are very much pet tolerant, not pet friendly in New York. Yeah. So super quick, I want to kind of go back, like what type of other events are out there? Cause I've never heard of any of like, I've seen like, cause in North Carolina, we have like, like we have these startups that are like dog bars, which my husband's a dog trainer and he goes to them sometimes just to mingle with his clients. But like what other type of pet friendly events are out there? I mean, there are, there's another uh, dog event company in New York and they do I would say themed events, particularly depending on the season and the month. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of Halloween events, you know, a lot of Christmas events, there's a lot of Easter, those type of events. And so mm-hmm. I kind of stray away from that because that's not my, I'm not a holiday person. I'm mm-hmm. not, a, I'm not, I like to create themes, but not themes that are already have been in place because of the month or the, or the season. So there's there's plenty of events, but they're not catered to. Most of them are not catered to the to the owner. They're just catered strictly to the dog. Yeah, and you like like I like I love the fact that you do like the high end style events. Like not like you were saying before, like the childish. Like put your dog in a costume and parade it around because it's like all right, cool. Anybody can do that, but it takes a certain level, like you said, to find those clients that want to do something super high end that want to like have the champagne and have their dog kind of chill out and then you can you know wear your christian louis batons there and whatnot i wanted to say like the the one thing we are high in in terms of aesthetic and style but we are i, I want to say we are very much affordable in terms of uh, we are in the range range of maybe 
35 and up, like 35 and capped at like somewhere around 50. So we're not like hundreds of dollars. So that might be a lot of money to some people, which I understand, mm-hmm. but we're not so high end that you're, that it's not even like feasible to even attend one of our events. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I would love to attend one of your events <laughs> if we got another dog soon. <laughs> um, yes. So super quick about this one. Um, so we talked a little bit about you going virtual with the Miss Dog Mom and the world's crazy right now in 2020. I know New York has been especially hit with a lot of stuff. How have you shifted your business to still serve your community of dog moms? Well, I had to shift my business, you know, of course, to the virtual platform. Mm-hmm. And it's been an adjustment because that's not a platform that I that I had a lot of experience in or have a lot of experience in. So it's an adjustment in, in terms of the technology aspect because I don't think I'm a tech-savvy person. But people on my team are, and that's I'm blessed for that. I'm grateful for that. But shifting all of my events virtually and still making sure that it has an interactive aspect is so important to me because I think that's what people know Chase and Poppy for, that interactive aspect as well. And so, you know, even though the pageant is going on and everyone's watching, you are, we're asking the audience to vote for the best dress, for the best walk. So that's the interactive part. Like we want you guys to help us decide who should win that award. And any other event that we do virtually, we we always think about how can it be interactive? So it's not just so boring. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not boring at all. So, yeah. That's Tell me a little bit about the contestants. Like who, who would, who would like nominate themselves to be in the Miss Dog Mom? So these women all applied to the pageant and they're from all over, to be honest. This year we have a lot of people from the West Coast and the East Coast. So it's, it's exciting because this is the first time, this is our second year. This is the first time we had such a, a blend of states mm. in the in the competition so it's exciting nice now there's something that i'm gonna kind of throw out there for my listeners because i know they're gonna be like oh god here we go because here's a secret you might not know about dog trainers and like people that have been in the pet business for a while a lot of them are jaded against like the word dog mom or fur baby and it's just something like even i was years and years ago being in the business and like a lot of people hate the term fur baby or dog mom uh but what I've noticed in the last couple of years is we should start to, like you do, especially with Chase and Poppy, celebrate that culture, that culture of the people, the dog owners that want more than just, you know, like a grooming or, you know, a pet sitting or a dog walk or a dog training experience. So as a dog mom culture influencer, how have you seen the evolution of, you know, the standard dog mom or fur baby grow over the last couple of years? I mean, I've seen it grow to be such a powerful community. And it's so nice to see because there's so many products now catered to just the dog mom. There's so much, there's so much, uh, there's so many events. I think that, that is, that are catered to the dog mom community. I think as far as people not liking the term, you know, dog mom or fur baby. I have no problem with people not liking the term, but then I also say 
why does it bother you so much that you, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like to me, it's like, why does it bother you so much that this is how a woman wants to express her relationship with her pet, like with her, her baby. Um, So to each their own, but I think the dog mom community is growing. It's getting stronger. And I hope to be a powerful force in that community. So I'm striving to do that every day with Chase and Poppy. Oh, you are. You really are. Like oh, from you. what I've seen it. in my team scenes, it's like you are just an like I already consider you an influencer in that space. Because, oh, wow. thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, Dash. Like I've been, you know, I've been following you for quite a while. And I'm like, that's why I was like, oh shoot, I gotta reach out to you because the the focus you put that the reason why I reached out to you mostly was because the focus you put on the human aspect of it. And it's like, no there is this evolution, the natural evolution of women that actually consider themselves dogs, dog moms. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to tap into that market and really connect with them, that's what makes you and Chase and Poppy so fucking special. And that's why I'm like, oh my God, you are an influencer. You are hitting on something huge. And other dog pros, like especially dog trainers, like they need to be looking up to what you're doing and tapping into that as well. Like huge. It's a huge takeaway for any of these listeners. Oh my and, gosh, you're so kind. Thank you. Oh, stop. <laughs> you're so kind. Oh, it's okay. I dish out compliments all the time. I dish out compliments <laughs> to people that truly, truly, you know, deserve them. And, you know, one of those things too, it's like if we cha- take an objective look of dogs being family members in our household you know, just two to three generations ago, which is not really a long time, like dogs were quote unquote part of the family, but they still lived outside. Like if you mm-hmm. had a family dog, it most likely lived outside or, you know, maybe a couple, like about 20 years ago, those dogs started coming into the house. Like when I grew up, I had a pet dog and it was outside. And then the next dog we got kind of like moved in and the spending on the spending with dogs and everything like that. It's just, it's grown and people are literally considering their dogs part of their family. Mm-hmm. Like when we lost my dog back in July, like my husband and I were like, this is worse than losing a, a fucking parent. And it's just, it's incredible. Again, going back and taking an objective look, okay, why do we hate the word dog mom? Why did we hate the word fur baby? Why does it sound like send like shivers down people's spine? It's like, you got to take a look inside yourself because here's the deal. If you're in this industry and something like that makes you so sick, maybe you shouldn't be in the industry too. So mm-hmm. I'm real. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> I just, no, no, you're absolutely correct. I, I, I honestly don't see the, the, the fuss about calling a woman, calling herself a dog mom. And I, I've heard all the, you know, arguments you can possibly um, hear on this topic, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not, you're not really their mom. And I'm like, well, I mean, is that really a factor for someone to call themselves a mom? Like, do you have to be someone's biological mom to be a mom? And they're like, well, this is an animal. And I'm like, I know, but still it's a, it's a feeling it's, you know, so I've heard all the cases, but I just want to say something to you. I appreciate what you said about the dog mom influencer um, think, uh, that that statement that you just made. But I'll be honest, it's really hard to, I, I always feel like a little bit of resistance because there aren't a lot of businesses in the dog community that are like pushing dog mom culture, dog mom, mm-hmm. dog mom. So there's always like that resistance that I see sometimes online. If, you know, someone else posts about the Miss Dog Mom, there's some negative comments or just in, in general about certain events that I, I'll do that are just mostly influenced on the person because I do believe the dog mom community, although it's growing, although the dog community is growing, I should say, 
there are still people that just want it to be only about the dog and not about the human at all. And, mm-hmm. and that is for some people, their comfort level, their comfort zone. Like they mm-hmm. don't want it to be about them. They want it to be about their dog. Cause they find comfort in the dog taking the spotlight away from mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, no, let's spotlight you and the dog. And that like, that scares people. Like, Oh no, no, I don't want to be in the spotlight. That's why I have a dog. And that's why I only post pictures about my dog and which is fine. But I'm like, I want to see you too. And is that okay? So. I think that's incredible that you do that because like you said, you know, cause you know, I'm in the space of where with a lot of dog trainers and dog walkers and I, I'm a heavy, heavy focused person on personal branding and what I see people freaking doing and a lot of pros it's because maybe they're shy because they got into dogs and this is from a a professional background of people that actually work with dogs versus kind of like the dog mom and I think it's probably in the same realm but it's like we use the dogs to also like hide behind like insecurities or whatnot so I think you tapped into something that's huge and I love the fact that you are literally pushing people out of their comfort zones because that's where you grow. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like people use their, and I get it. Like a lot, again, going back to like a lot of dog trainers hating the term fur baby or whatever. It's like that whole interesting look of like, where it's like, no, we got to look at who we really are and like step out beyond the comfort zone of just having the dog to kind of mask our things. Cause I always truly believe people are more beautiful than they give themselves. I think every human is beautiful unless you're an evil, disgusting person. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, that dog just enhances that beauty, that that mm-hmm. soul of yourself too as well. And the fact that you're pushing people out of that and you're actually breaking that standard is a big fucking deal, Dash. Like, it's a big deal. It's, thank you. It's, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of my, one of my um, mentors said to me years and years ago, it's the whole thing of when you bring a new idea to concept to market or, you know, to a market, it's the whole thing of pioneers get slaughtered. Like you're not getting slaughtered, but you get feedback and resistance, mm-hmm. but the settlers get rich. So yeah, can, like, fuck yeah. Like it's awesome that you're still sticking with it. And I can, I can most likely tell you this is going to blow up even bigger than if I had a crystal ball, which I swear I do sometimes, what you're doing is so incredibly important for the new age dog owner, which we're going to talk about in a second, but also for, for like the advocacy on the dogs, it's fucking huge dash. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, I know it's going to be big for you. Oh, and thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, my, I promise my head is not getting big while you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to calm my, my like self down. Cause you're about to make me cry. Like, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I really do. I mean, and I think too, I know you went back, I know you were talking about being a teacher and educator in China. Do you feel that influenced you to really tap into the human side as with this as well? Um, I'll say yes. I'll say yes, no, but, but the part that I think that resonated with me in China was um, when you teach in China, almost everyone dresses the same. Everyone has the kind of the same thoughts because that's how, that's the system of education in mm-hmm. China that you're everyone individuality is not celebrated everyone should be thinking collectively and I think that aspect of trying to push my students individually like what do you think not what you, you're supposed to think but what do you what do you think on this subject so I think as far as that point 
I'm, I'm trying to push people individually in terms of saying, this is, I have something that I think that you would be excellent in. And you, you, you might just have to push yourself outside your comfort zone and stand out. And I think that is what I try to do with these, these events, especially with Miss Dog Mom, because Miss Dog Mom is my, is my baby. Mm-hmm. But also the other events that I'm, I'm going to, you know, push out this year are going to have that same feel to it. Like I want you to stand out as a dog owner, but also alongside your dog. The focus is on both of you, not just just your dog. So I think that's something I learned from China is that, you know, celebrating people's individuality really gives them such a confidence, gives people such a confidence boost. And I, I, I saw the transformation with my students when I was, when I would tell them, hey, don't tell me what you're supposed to, to think. Tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts. And they were so confident because it was the first time in a long time that someone wanted to know what they felt not what they were supposed to do so it's like you through miss dog mom and the other events it's like you make them the hero of their own story Mm -hmm. that's incredible that's that's so powerful and you know one thing that again kind of going back and patting you on the head again I don't this sounds facetious but like what you've actually tapped into is huge and this is one of the reasons why I reached out to you because it's like you have this new culture of the dog owners that want more they want to be like they might be single they might have kids or whatnot they might have a partner but you have this culture and this community of this niche person and like grassroots calls it the new age dog owner that wants a lifestyle with their dog it's not just hey you know i'm gonna do the the parade or whatever or like on the weekend or the holiday or go see santa or, hey, I want to go dress up my dog or, you know, I just want a dog trainer or a dog walker. You have this new collective of dog owners out there that are their whole life is their lifestyle centered around centered around the dog. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you create this lifestyle brand around them. These are the people that just if you know, I don't like to look at people as data because I hate to do that. Like we want to humanize people as much as possible. But these are the people that you know, it's not, it's not a big, you know, like you've experienced, it's not a big, you know, quantity of people, but these are the quality people that want this lifestyle around their, their dog. So do you think like, can you talk a little bit more about the community around this? Like, like what you've experienced working with these dog moms and, you know, these parents that are so connected to their dog and they want to be focused on their own personal growth and their own personal challenges, but also using their dog as kind of like a guidepost. Can you talk a little bit about the community, like your aspect of tapping into that and what you found, anything different or just your experiences from that? I think what I found with these women, especially the ones that apply to, you know, the pageant or who have gone to some of my events, they, they're all, for the most part, most of them are uh, stepping outside of their comfort zone. And although they're doing it with their pet, they feel, they feel empowered by that. And so I've found that in this community that some people really do, you know, need their dogs to be a part of everything that they do because that's their, their confidence boost and that's their, you know, their security blanket. But I found with this community, it's, I found with this community, it's the opportunity to do those things are so few in the dog community that a lot of people 
are hesitant, but excited because they know that this doesn't come like around every day. Like this is uh, someone told me like, Dash, I'm not even sure why we never had a pageant <laughs> in, in the dog community or why we have never done this in the dog community. And I'm like, I have no, have no clue. Cause there's people that have been around way longer than me. And, and so when I see that this community really just wants to try something new and they feel confident with their dogs, I really make sure that I tap into that confidence building aspect of like, you can do it. It's okay. You're, you're, the, you're, you're just as incredible as your pet. So. Yeah. It's like, be the person who your pet thinks you are. Mm-hmm. Why do you think community is so important for these women? I think it may be so important for these women because everywhere you look, there are communities being built so rapidly and people just want to feel a part of something so much bigger than themselves and I feel with the dog communities especially the dog mom community people just want to feel like they belong because like you said when you say the term dog mom to certain people they're like what are you talking about like that Mm -hmm. sounds ridiculous you sound crazy but with the dog community there's you don't need to say much because everyone understands that (laughs) You think that your dog is the cutest dog ever. Your dog is the most, you know, like everyone understands the dog mom personality in in a, in a way that you know we we are super obsessed obsessed with our dog, mm-hmm. and that we just love to spend every moment that we can possibly can with them. So I think community is so important because people really want to fit in and feel as though they have a place yeah. to belong. Yeah. And especially like in 2020 with every single fucking thing that's going on. Oh yeah. It's safety too. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. safety and it's empowering as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, to kind of go back, like when I had my Labrador, like I got her back in 20, 2006 and you know, it was like one of those for both me and my husband like our life changes changed because of that, that dog, like everybody's like, Oh, it's just a Labrador. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, typical Labrador. And as you know, living the dog mom experience and your dog mom experience too, it's like, no, this is, this is something like, this is like the catapult to everything. And, you know, going back to like, when I got her, like, I never expected to be what I'm doing now. My husband never expected to be doing what he is now. You know what I mean? And it's just incredible because again, going back to what you're doing, building, you know, community, you're building culture, you're building strength, you're building resilience. You're, you're helping people break out of their, their own comfort zones and their shells by using their dog as a catapult, as a catalyst. And you're able to help them manifest who they want to be. Like the changes that you're creating with these women, I fully believe it's going to, it's going to have a ripple effect, especially with these dog mom events, because it's like, no, I'm not a weirdo. I can actually be the person I want to be and use that dog as a driver. So for like with the events you're doing and what we see you doing out there, like you might be changing people's lives and you don't know, Chase and Poppy Brand might be changing people's lives. And you're doing it through creating these events where some people might snub their nose. I'm like, hell yeah, let's fucking celebrate this because you don't know what the effect you're going to have on somebody with this type of stuff. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, if you're helping somebody break out a challenge, a personal challenge and learn that lesson, 
I see it as maybe they're going to be confident and ask that raise, or maybe they're going to make that career shift, or maybe they're going to, you know, end that relationship with a toxic partner or whatnot. So that's why I think it's so incredibly special with what you're doing. Cause you know, you're a disruptor. You are basically dash an industry disruptor. <laughs> you're like, okay, screw everybody else. But yeah. <laughs> well, you're basically like, screw what everybody else is thinking. I'm going to do this. Cause I see a need for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, thank you. Of course. Um, so going to wrap this up in a second. I know you have Miss Dog Mom coming up, the pageant. Can you talk a little bit about that where my listeners can tune in and vote if they can vote or whatnot? So the Miss Dog Mom will premiere on September 28th on Facebook Live at 7 on the Chase of Poppy page. And it's a beauty pageant, but not really. <laughs> it's a beauty, it's, it's more than a beauty pageant. Like like you mentioned earlier in the in, in the beginning of the show, we focus on advocacy. We really are so proud of that because we require that the winner uh, does a year of service to to the community that they they live in. So to the dog community that and and to the charity. So we really want these women to shine on September twentieth, which they will, and we want the viewers to vote for them and help them to take home some awards. So it's really just a, a great show. And you're going to see them in their evening gown. You're going to see them in the runway challenge. And you're going to see them answer some really tough questions if they make it to the top five. Nice. I'm going to make sure I actually have the link. My assistant put the links already. So we're going to have everything in the show notes so people can just go right to it and be Yay. on there. Yeah. And put little calendar room. Or even put a calendar reminder in the show so people can go and add it to their calendar directly. What other events do you have coming up that we can all be tuned into? Do you have anything else that's like on the schedule for tw- late 2020, 2021? So another event that I have coming up is Pup Brain, which will debut in October. So Pup Brain is kind of like a virtual scavenger hunt, but not really. There's so many twists and turns and it ends with every day you receive this amazing clue. And for about five days, the sixth day, it leads to the secret location. But there's so many different aspects of this game that it's really hard to to share because a lot of it's like built around secrecy. But I will say this. There is a cash prize. There is swag given to the winner. And it's really just this interesting way of connecting people from all over the 50 states with their dogs. So the dog is the dogs are the focus in this game in terms of they're the bonus points. So that's what makes the, sh- the, the, sh- the game, I guess, so interesting is that the dogs are a part of this, even though it's a scavenger hunt. Nice. Nice. Um, I would highly encourage any of the listeners here to have their teams or even like their employees or even their clients like engaged in this game. I think it would be actually something really fun. It would provide a lot of high value too. Like mm-hmm. just engaging with the dog. I might even join. Yeah. All right. So I know people can find you on Instagram. Where else can people find you, Dash? If somebody mm-hmm. wanted to connect with you. Facebook, you know, Chase Poppy. Also, you know, our website, chasepoppy.com. Yeah. Those are the places. <laughs> awesome. Well, Dash, this has been incredible. Do you have anything that you want to close up or wrap up with? I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I mean, I this has been amazing. I love 
I, I enjoyed my time. It, it actually went by way too quickly, but um, <laughs> not, that's all I want to say. Thank you so much. I appreciate every single thing you just said uh, about Chase and Poppy. And I just loved my experience today with you. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Again, you, you know, you are a disruptor. You are doing something special out there. And, you know, I, we just like at grassroots, we like to highlight the people that are zigging when everybody's zagging or zagging when everybody's zigging, because that's just how you do business and that's how you flourish and grow. So it's been incredible. And on behalf of all my listeners and also our grassroots staff, I appreciate you. And thank you for taking the time today, Dash. And I'm going to link all the contact information in the show notes. And yeah, I think it's been incredible. Thank you, Dash. Thank you. Thank you. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God. Go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, until next time. Bye.